That's right. It's time for the Weekly Review, a podcast for people who want to do a better job of organizing their lives. Whether you're new to task management or you've fallen off the wagon a few times, this podcast is for you. Now, if you haven't done your weekly review yet, hopefully this podcast will inspire you to do so when you finish listening. Hi, I'm James Dempsey, and with me as always is my good friend and co-host, Gene McDonald. Hi, Gene. How are you doing today, and have you done the weekly review? <laughs> hey, James. I am doing okay, but I cannot lie. I have done no weekly review today. I just fell off the wagon another time. And, uh, yeah, I'm also doing okay, but have also, like, I can't even see the wagon in the distance. It's been so long <laughs> since I've done a weekly review. It's like, oh, we had a wagon? Um, so, no, I did not do a weekly review this week. Um, I don't know why. Seem to be kind of blocking on that. Um, let's talk about our weekly to-do. The weekly to-do, yeah, the weekly to-do. Gene and James are working through the weekly to-do. Well, um, this week, I, um, now I, th I think we did not actually announce our weekly to-dos in advance, so these are... Uh, weekly to-dos we did anyway, um, without the pressure of having announced them on the podcast. <laughs> I did, uh, um, I finished putting all of my expenses from all of my bank statements together and categorized into a spreadsheet. And I feel very happy with that because that is a major step, a tedious step on my way to being done with my taxes. Excellent. Um, how, how about and, you? And my secret weekly to do, um, it's kind of odd. It was looking into some technical things that I'd always been curious about, but never quite understood. Mm -hmm. Um, which led me to read parts of the Unicode standard. And, um, now I know how surrogate pairs in Unicode, what they are and how they work. Wow. That is esoteric. It is esoteric. Um, and also how UTF-8, which is the encoding used pretty much everywhere these days, how it divvies up so that you can express all of Unicode in this kind of one byte at a time format or encoding mm -hmm. um where each character either ends up being one two three or four bytes worth of the the encoding so yeah really nerding it up this week <laughs> um but somehow it feels very satisfying to now like oh those folks are very clever who came up with this <laughs> stuff and um but it's it's not completely un understandable so that that also felt good um well that maybe something well i'm not going to say that unicode encodings are not practical they're 
highly practical. They're not something that I need to understand to get my day-to-day life done. Um, So maybe (laughs) I'll pick a weekly to do that is a little more, uh, a little more immediately practical. And what's your weekly to do going to be for next week? Um, uh, sounds boring, but my weekly to do is to have my taxes filed by this time next week. Uh, because now that I've gotten all the numbers, I think that doing all the, you know, the form filling out stuff is, uh, again, another tedious but important task. And I really, really want to have this done in the month of February. So um, that really only gives me a few more days. And that's my plan. That is a great weekly to do. Um, And I think I'm just going to get all all meta and make my (laughs) weekly to do doing my weekly review for the first mm-hmm. time in many, many weeks. Um, cause I just need to get that done mm-hmm. for crying out loud. Um, cause it's, it's, it's a, uh, a dusty trusted system. <laughs> it's a, it's my <laughs> dusty system, um, at the moment. Um, and so I just, I need to, I need to f- get that back into shape. Yeah. I mean, is this a good time to mention this is our 150th episode of the weekly review? So, um, doing a weekly review sometime <laughs> in, you know, the stretch of episodes that we're in right now for both of us would be a very appropriate thing to get done. <laughs> Agreed. And since we have managed to maintain an actual weekly podcast for 150 weeks straight. Um, I think both of us have done more episodes of this podcast than we have actually done weekly reviews of our trusted systems. (laughs) And me by a long shot. (laughs) I think that's that, that that mathematically is, is absolutely true because we know we've skipped weeks of actually doing our weekly reviews, but we've never skipped a week of doing the weekly review podcast. So that's in, something. In, indeed it is. And so for episode 150, um, I thought maybe we would talk about um, getting things done by not getting anything done. <laughs> um, sounds, a, sounds like it fits with the theme for today. Different approaches where you're not making progress on something and the best thing to do possibly is to put it aside. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if that has happened to you. I've, I've run into some folks, like I find it happens in a couple of different ways. Working in software, I find many, many people are like, They'll stay up all night working on some a uh, problem. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. Like at a certain point, I mean, on a very, very rare occasion, I can. But at a certain point, yeah. I'm just tired. And yeah. I'd much rather go to sleep and then wake up super early and work on something. 
then try to work on it until the the late hours or the the wee hours of the morning. Um, mm-hmm. I I personally find that very often when I wake up and relook at whatever I was having trouble with, it seems easier to fix immediately almost every single time um i don't know if you've had that experience also um well yeah i've had both experiences for sure when i was a full-time freelance web designer um back in the early days of that business you know i built websites for people all by myself so I could get it done from start to finish. And that was kind of appealing and also kind of compelling if at a certain point, you know, it was like, well, let me just keep working on this, working. I'm almost done, you know, just need to like whatever format and compress these X number of images or um, make a few more pages or whatever. But yeah, I sometimes stayed up till the very wee hours of the morning um, finishing websites, which, you know, it wasn't because it was hard and I just couldn't stop. I just was like the the um, the finish line was there and I sort of just wanted to see it all finished. Um, but I also um, have gotten to points where I I know I just can't do anything anymore. And I just decide, okay, setting my alarm, I'm going to bed. And when I wake up, um, it's almost like your brain has taken some instructions from you that, well, we're going to, we're going to knock off for now. But when we get back to work, it's going to be like a fresh day and things will go smooth more smoothly that happens not every time (laughs) sometimes i can't get out of bed no matter what (laughs) well just more time for your brain to work on the issue um i i do think um in general that uh, well for me like me with some sleep is always better than me without some sleep um Mm. And um, I also do think that regardless of what you're consciously focused on or if you're asleep, your brain's still working on that issue. Right. Um, And sometimes the best thing you can do is go do something else and just let that background process run. Um, (laughs) Like, and because... You know, the moment it's done, it'll pop up and say, and you'll be like, oh, yeah, what if I just tried this? Or, oh, maybe right. if we just did this other thing. Um, I, I'm a big proponent of letting something sit for a little while. Um, as the unfinished projects in my life <laughs> will attest to. Um <laughs> But even when there's something like a deadline looming or what have you, but you hit something, um, sometimes it is better just to to let it – when you've really hit that wall, sometimes it is better to go 
take a walk, go do something else. And again, your brain's going to keep percolating on it, whether you're focused on it or not. Mm -hmm. Um, And very often it's going to come up with the solution. Um, At least that's what I have found has happened to me repeatedly. Um, Yeah. Sorry. Oh, sorry. No, please go ahead. Um, Yeah, I find that that works for, you know, practical problems, certainly, um, that are a work issue, a... um, something that you have to to figure out especially coding you know is like a puzzle um in in the best way and sometimes the worst way but for also for that other level of problems that are just life problems you know something is bothering you and you feel like i don't know what to do about this or i'll never know what to do about this <laughs> so be you know i this is I, I there's nothing i can do um Sometimes uh, it really helps me to just, just really disengage, try to disengage my mind and um, sort of figure out, like, I don't try to set a deadline, like, you know, by tomorrow I'll figure this out. But generally, um, you know, something just like kind of clicks and then you go like, oh, well, one way to approach it is this, you know, these steps or get these problems lined up or just you know it's nothing is is hopeless mm-hmm. it's, you know sometimes and I, I mean hopeless like you know for for that feeling of like oh how am I ever going to you know deal with all the the um the big jobs that I have, you know, as an adult, you know, how am I ever going to sort out? Will I, you know, stay in my house? Will I, you know, figure out retirement? Will I figure out something, you know, to keep uh, mm-hmm. keep body and soul together? It's not like a necessarily an overnight, you know, fix, but it, it, it never fails that, that eventually something kind of clicks and says, well, just do the following, you know, take this first step, you know, and, and I think you have to just be gentle with yourself when you're stuck like that. And um, again, you're letting your brain and also maybe your, you know, your heart work out the problem a little bit in the background while you watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's very efficient. <laughs> My dad would tell the story um, of a couple of his, I think it was his aunts, um, where one one aunt, um, like if something would happen, she'd get very like flustered immediately by mm-hmm. it. And she'd, you know, talk to everybody she knew. And she'd talk to another aunt who would say, you know, when something comes up, what I what I like to do is to like if it doesn't have to be reacted to immediately, mm-hmm. I like to give things three days hmm. because at the end of three days, like either the situation may have changed or mm-hmm. you find out the thing that somebody told you isn't true at all. Um, or, you know, you're, you've worked through, you know, you come up with some ideas as to hand, how to handle the issue. 
Um, and my dad told that story to my sister and I, like, well, pretty much to everybody he would talk to, um, <laughs> for since we were very little. So that's mm-hmm. something that's always kind of stuck in my head, which is like, if something comes up and you don't need to, you know, there are urgent situations, um, right? You know, um, like you wouldn't want to lie in a on a plaza in Italy for three days with a broken leg, <laughs> no. um, that clearly needed immediate action. Um, but when things come up that don't need that kind of immediate action, um, yeah, that three day rule has honestly served me well. Um, that's be- interesting. Yeah. Sorry. I cut you off. Oh no, that's, that was pretty much, yeah. um, that, uh, that's interesting because three days sounds right to me. Like you might come to, uh, some kind of resolution in your mind sooner than three days, but three days is not a week, you know, it's not the next day. It gives you I like that. I'm going to remember that. Thanks, James's dad, <laughs> or James's aunt, for, for that uh, piece of wisdom. I think that I'm going to put that into play. Play. <laughs> Shoot. Sorry. I think I'm going to put that into practice. And the the thing that I have also found is that um, very often the problem resolves itself. Mm-hmm. Like it's like something came up, but then suddenly it didn't. It it's not as big of a problem as it used to be. Like the information that you originally got now, oh, it's not as bad as it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay. Um, so it's a, sometimes it helps you to figure out your own actions, and sometimes it just gives the the problem a little time to settle itself out um mm-hmm. and both i i've i've had both happen and and you know obviously there are sometimes issues that are going to take a lot more planning and and work than 3 days but it has been a a decent rule of thumb um and it can be difficult to do nothing for 3 days <laughs> um and that doesn't necessarily mean don't discuss it with anybody. It, you know, keep it to yourself, lock it down. It, I don't mean that. It just, just if you don't have to take any action, sit with it for a few days. That's, um, and let's see, what other ways can we kind of help ourselves get things done by doing nothing? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, meditation. Yeah, is potentially another. Um, there's that kind of old. I don't know how old it is, but there's that kind of meditation joke where um, the person usually meditates thirty minutes a day, but they, you know, talk to the person who coaches them on meditation and says, "Like I, I life is so busy, I can't meditate thirty minutes a day." I and and their coach says, "You're right." You're so busy, you should be meditating an hour a day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's, I have, you know, definitely also heard uh, kind of the opposite. Uh, Somebody was telling me, a teacher said, like, well, if you don't have 30 minutes, you know, sit for 15 minutes. And if you don't have 15 minutes, sit for (laughs) 
sit for five minutes. If you don't have five minutes, you know, sit for one minute. And if you don't have one minute, just stand by your, uh, you know, your, your yoga mat or whatever, stand by your pillow. And for, and that, you know, like the, it's always better to do something rather than nothing. And, uh, uh, when it comes to meditation and, you know, I confess I have fallen off the wagon quite a bit with uh, regular meditation. Um, I partially blame my knee because, uh, once I had knee surgery, um, regular, like just the, the meditation sitting pose that I had was no longer, <laughs> uh, comfortable. Um, I had just bought one of those little meditation, uh, seats, um, where your knees sort of bend under it. Um, mm. so I've really never used that. Um, and, uh, but that is a bad excuse, um, because you're not r- required to sit in a specific position. Um, and, y- you know, I can sit on a chair or, um, find a way to sit without causing discomfort to my knee. Um, but I haven't, I should, it would, it would, it would help. I know that, uh, yeah, the, the mindfulness meditation that I've done in the past and have fallen out of practice, um, I've usually done it just sitting in a chair or lay, laying down, um, mm. Um, laying down is particularly a good way to go from meditation to nap in like <laughs> seven seconds. Um, but yeah. the other thing is if you go to meditate and you fall asleep, guess what? You needed some sleep. So <laughs> it's it's not like you wasted your time getting some sleep. Um, it's one of, the, one of the things we need in life. So um, I... I I think part of that meditation is that it does get your brain in a different place than it was. Um, yeah. And I don't know if that place has anything to do with the same place your problems go when you're focused on something else. Because um, mm-hmm. I don't know anything about how brains work. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I, you know, except what I've I've read on the interwebs, which right. <laughs> Or seen on, you know, the occasional PBS documentary. <laughs> I do think that I'm glad that I have meditated over the years, like learned about um, meditation and mindfulness, and it has helped me lower the um, the reactivity, you know, factor. For me, like when when something happens, I'm I I am much more calm <laughs> because as stuff happens, and you know you're by um, having some ability to see through the what's what's happening in that uh, that moment, that momentary, you know problem or distraction or injury or whatever and uh be able to 
to observe it a little bit more than just be taken over by it. That's that's a great um, that's a great bonus, and I know that you know. I'm much better about things like that than I used to be when I was a younger adult, you know, and I used to let things rile me up um, unnecessarily. Yes. um, I think there's, there's that in like the, the, the email that comes in that you want Mm -hmm. to send an angry response to, or the, um, uh, or even you know the something somebody says something and you want to react like your immediate impulse is to mm-hmm. maybe say something nasty back. Um, I also think I'm okay. I mean, I have also learned like there is that space between stimulus and response. Um, however, there are like I do still I tend my. St- There's the uh, there's the response of the uh, explicit exclamation. <laughs> that that's one that I do have, um, and it's it's immediate. It's not. Uh, it's usually not like directed at anybody in particular. <laughs> it's just a mm-hmm. general, often an f bomb. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's just like ah. And but then it passes very like then it like that gets it out and then and then and then I can be calm like water. <laughs> <laughs> but that is definitely something that I don't even know if I need to work on it because it's never yeah. it's never something that happens that doesn't like usually warrants an exclamation and probably if they're you know children around or you know it's a family friendly environment i probably you know i might Mm -hmm. i I can adjust but but yeah that you've heard you've heard a scant few of those in your dealings with me yeah yeah very few i i sit up and listen (laughs) james says a bad word um i pay attention um yeah I think that I, I do that as well. I use that word as well. When, and um, I mean, the specific thing that I can I notice that I'm so much less reactive to is when, let's say, I break a bottle of wine on the kitchen floor. You know, at first, uh, 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 for a split second, I might say the f word, but then. I'm like, oh well, now it's a cleaning job, you know. It's not mm-hmm. like it's not even a hard cleaning job. It's just, yeah, it's too bad, but it's not the end of the world. And um, I don't know. I also um, use my uh, my little tool for things like that, which are like, well, one week from today, will I even remember that I did this? You know, much less be. Um, upset at myself or upset at the bottle or upset at whatever made me drop the bottle. Um, I won't, you know, some things take longer, you know, I might say, well, one month from now, I definitely won't care. And I won't remember whatever it is. So that's a very good, I've never used that before, but I will try that one. 
I usually, I often, before a decision, will do the flip side, like how am I going to feel about this six months or a year from now? But I very, very rarely, when something bad happens, think, oh, am I even going to remember this happened a week from now? And <laughs> likely not. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it is like a, a rinse and repeat um, until you find the time uh the you know the amount of time that you know for sure you won't care anymore about it that's right <laughs> so maybe it will be tomorrow you know you could start with one day one week um and, and for most people you know if you get out to a hundred years you're you're golden on everything <laughs> you won't care you won't care uh, I can I'm pretty sure that's true 125 years I think Absolutely. Everything. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's shorter time frames are better, clearly, though. Yeah. Um, now, if it was the bottle of wine that you were saving for a special occasion and that person was in the other room that you're celebrating a special occasion with and they gave it to you and that, like— that you might regret a little bit, but then again, maybe it's just a funny story to share with that person. So yeah, oh yeah, the, using the funny story tool is also helpful. Of will this just be a funny thing we talk about? You know, a year from now, <laughs> right? Right now, missing the plane seems horrible, but a year from now, we'll at least yeah, we'll have, get a good anecdote out of it. At least yeah. uh, it's a really the things that go awry, you know, not tragically arrive but things that go like the trip that didn't go so well ends up being a stronger memory that you laugh about as opposed to if you took that same trip and everything went okay um true the wait there was one other in that vein that i was going to bring up so we'll laugh about it we'll forget about it or it's gone uh, <laughs> we'll really forget about it. <laughs> I'm not going to vamp for three minutes while I try to remember what I was going to say. Um, but yeah, when things go, oh, I remember what it was. Like sometimes if I'm stuck in traffic or, you know, the person in front of me, like the line's going slow or whatever, I'll often think, well, maybe I'm delayed because if I was actually ahead on the road, something would have happened and I would have gotten in a horrible accident. <laughs> so this is actually saving me from something bad happening to me, which, again, could be complete, probably is complete BS. But who am I to say? Maybe it is. Yeah. So if I can attribute even a lie <laughs> to something, <laughs> it's like, oh, well, who knows that, you know, maybe it's preventing something odd from happening. Mm-hmm. I've used that one before. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I definitely have. I mean, we, getting somewhere on time isn't uh, necessarily good for your health. Maybe <laughs> if it turns out, uh, you never know. You never know. Like, definitely. Uh, um, I had this car accident where. I was just sitting there waiting in a line of cars, and I had gotten off the highway because the highway was too crowded, 
No, so I'll never know what would have happened if I had stayed on the highway, which was just going to somebody's birthday party. It was not really a big deal, but it was a lot of traffic that day, and I was trying to find another route. And so you're right, James. <laughs> you might just be patient, wait in the traffic you're in, and don't get into some other traffic that might have nasty surprises. <laughs> and of course, you you know, there's no way of telling. Right. But it's it seems like a somewhat harmless story to tell yourself. Um, if it makes you feel better about your current situation that you have no control over anyway. <laughs> um, so those are a few ways um, where we can do nothing and have it potentially increase our productivity. Uh, do you have anything else you'd like to add or would you like to do nothing for the rest of the episode? <laughs> you stole my line. I was going to say I have nothing um, and I'm feeling okay about it. Okay, that's great. Although you do have one thing to do at the very end. But Ooh. it's time to wrap up this episode so we can get back to doing nothing. Um, and getting things done. You can find us on the internet at theweeklyreview.fm. On micro.blog and Twitter, we are at The Weekly Review. You can always email us at hello at theweeklyreview.fm. And it would be great if you'd rate or review this podcast to help us find new listeners, help new listeners find us. And also, it just always makes us smile to hear from you in any way, shape, or form. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you at the next weekly review. Thanks. You got some things you want to get done And still enjoy a bit of organizational fun There's a lot of things you can